Morning, y'all. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, October 9th. If you're a fan of the Beatles or John Lennon, today's date has a lot of significance, because it was on this date in 1940 that John Lennon was born in Liverpool, England. Then, on this date in 1975, Sean Lennon, the son of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, was born in New York on his father's birthday. Five years later, in 1980, John Lennon celebrated his 40th birthday by releasing the single Just Like Starting Over. And here's your trivia question. On this date in 1985, Yoko Ono made a special dedication in New York Central Park to Lennon's memory. What was the name of the memorial she dedicated? I'll have that answer coming up, but first... Let's check your forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Monday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Silvine here. Chilly morning as you head outside. Coolest temperatures in over five months this morning. So make sure you have the heavier jackets, sweatshirts for the kids as they head off to the bus stop. Temperatures will start out in the 40s and 50s this morning. 70 at lunchtime, mid to upper 70s for high temperatures this afternoon. With that clear sky, we'll cool back down pretty quickly tonight. Although not as cool tomorrow morning, we'll start out on average about 55. 82 tomorrow afternoon, 80. On Wednesday, with clouds increasing, rain chance late Wednesday into Thursday, and there'll be another chance of rain Friday into early Saturday. High temperature on Saturday at 83, cooling down though Sunday sunshine at 73. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life Five News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. Straight to Israel this morning, where more than 30 hours after Palestinian militants launched a surprise attack, Israeli soldiers continue to fight Hamas forces in the streets. Israeli officials say at least 600 civilians and members of the military have been killed so far. CBS News correspondent Holly Williams is in Tel Aviv with the latest. Hamas gunmen smashed their way through the barrier that Israel uses to contain Palestinians in Gaza. The militants, designated as terrorists by the U.S., fired waves of rockets into Israel and arrived by sea and even in paragliders. It was a complex and coordinated attack. What followed was a bloodletting. This Israeli soldier was apparently lynched on camera. Civilians were slaughtered on the highways and in the towns of southern Israel. In Sidorot, around two miles from the border with the Gaza Strip, Hamas gunmen overran the police station, killing dozens. It's now a charred ruin. Minutes after we arrived today, we heard gunfire and an Israeli SWAT team moved in. So the police told us to to get down. Later, the police told us there was no militant and an Israeli citizen had accidentally been shot and injured. Their nervousness isn't surprising. Hamas also took hostages, including women, children and the elderly. They paraded some of them through the streets of Gaza. Israel says among them are US citizens. Dikla Arava was taken captive along with her family. The militants live streamed it on social media. What do you want Israel's government to do to try and bring your sister and her children and her husband home? Everything. Everything they can do. What happened today has never been seen in Israel, said Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. We will take mighty vengeance. To accomplish that, Israel's pummeling the Gaza Strip with hundreds of airstrikes, demolishing this 14-storey building that it says was used by Hamas. 
This region has been locked in a cycle of violence for decades. But many people here are demanding to know how Israeli intelligence could have failed to detect and disrupt the planning for such a massive assault. Holly Williams, CBS News, Tel Aviv, Israel. President Joe Biden has issued a statement condemning the attacks in Israel launched by Palestinian militants. Biden described the attacks as, quote, horrific and ongoing. The president says he made clear to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that the U.S. stands ready to, quote, offer all appropriate means of support to the government and people of Israel. The president also says that Israel has a right to defend itself and his administration's support for Israel is, quote, rock solid and unwavering. Florida Governor and Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis is among those reacting to those attacks on Israel while criticizing President Biden's approach. The governor says the U.S. should hold Iran accountable for its financial backing of Hamas, the ruling militant group in the Gaza Strip that carried out that deadly attack. DeSantis also criticized Biden for not being up early enough in the day to respond to the initial attacks, which he likened to the events of 9-11 said yesterday it was Israel's 9-11. If you look at the death toll and the brutality, uh, it's probably given their population several orders above that in terms of in terms of the deaths and massive casualties. And they are responding and we need to be unified in support of their ability to respond and to defend their people against really, truly barbaric attacks. DeSantis went on to suggest Biden should show full support of Israel and using lethal force to, quote, root out Hamas once and for all. The Georgetown Police Department wants your help to find a person suspected of breaking into a pair of local businesses. Officers say the incidents happened early Saturday morning at the Strand Theater and Corner Tavern, both located on Front Street. Police say the suspect, who you can see on your screen right now, took money from the Corner Tavern. If you have any information on the burglaries or know who this man is, you're asked to call one of the two numbers on your screen. Those numbers are 843-545-4300 or 843-545-4400. The Coast Guard says it rescued a man from a vessel 51 miles off the Charleston shoreline. Coast Guard Sector Charleston says it got a report at 11.50 a.m. yesterday about a crew member with a severe cut to the arm. Officials were able to rescue that crew member using a helicopter, hoisting him from the boat and taking him to the Medical University of South Carolina. We're told he's in stable condition. This week, the 8th annual Hope Walk Against Violence is back and stronger than ever, aimed at making a profound impact within the community, organizers are hoping to address domestic and gun violence across the nation. Participants will walk from the Charleston side of the Ravenel Bridge to the Mount Pleasant side. The walk is set for Saturday, October 14th from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. You do have to purchase a ticket in advance. Proceeds, they'll go to supporting the local violence intervention organizations. You can find a link to get those tickets on live5news.com. Just look under the big red box. South Carolina 811, a resource for underground infrastructure damage prevention, wants to help you learn how to stay safe during a disaster. This Friday, the 13th, SC811 will host the Underground Simulated Emergency Event. There you can meet with and speak to first responders, contractors, and utility operators about which safety measures to take 
to keep your loved ones safe. At that event, you'll also have a chance to see demonstrations about what a natural gas disaster looks like, as well as how to properly handle it if you're ever in that situation. Lunch will be provided, and all the information you need about that location and times are right here on your screen. You can also visit life5news.com and click under the big red box for additional details. Emissions from the Century Aluminum's Mount Holly plant have been concerning those living in the area. And today, the city of Goose Creek is holding a town hall to address that matter. Recently, members of the Devon Forest community have noticed a gritty substance on their properties from that plant. And it's sparking some concerns for their health. Mayor Gregory Habib will moderate the discussion. It'll include questions from people that are there. The state Department of Health and Environmental Control is also sending some experts in air quality and public health to answer any questions that the public might have about that problem. That event is set for 6 p.m. at Goose Creek City Hall. Looking for something to do with your little ones? Well, the Charleston Parks Conservancy Storytime in the Park series is starting soon. The weekly events are designed to spark imagination and creativity. Organizers recommend the event for kids five years or younger who want to learn about storytelling while enjoying the beauty of local parks. The event will start on October 17th and take place every Tuesday through November 14th from 9.30 in the morning to 10.30. It'll be at Kareem Jones Park on Marlow Drive. The question of who represents South Carolinians on Capitol Hill will be the focus of the U.S. Supreme Court this week. On Wednesday, justices will hear arguments in a case that challenges the state's congressional map. It claims it discriminates against black voters. Earlier last year, the South Carolina legislature approved the map, which was swiftly met with a lawsuit. Groups like the NAACP and a Hilton Head resident claim the Republican-dominated state legislator unlawfully bleached the first district in Charleston County to make it more Republican-friendly and packed Democratic-leaning black voters into the 6th district. Not being able to elect uh, a representative um, truly affects um, my culture, being of the Gullah Geechee um, culture, uh, being in the heart of the Gullah Geechee corridor. Just having a voice and an advocate for our community um, is, is, is important because uh, w- w- without the people, we lose the culture. Republican leaders at the state house claim politics was the motivating factor in redrawing these lines, saying they designed the boundaries to maintain their hold on six of the state's seven congressional districts. Both parties have requested the Supreme Court rule by January 1st of next year. At the top of the show, I told you that Yoko Ono dedicated a memorial to her late husband, John Lennon, in New York's Central Park on this date in 1985. The name of that memorial? Strawberry Fields. Celebrating birthdays today, singer Jackson Brown is 75, TV personality Sharon Osbourne is 71, actor Tony Shalhoub from Monk is 70, actor Scott Bakula is 69, actor John O'Hurley is 69, actor Steve Burns from Blue's Clues is 50, singer Sean Lennon is 48, and actor Zachary Ty Bryan from Home Improvement is 42. Thank you for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and she'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.